Have you heard the birds sing, the trees breathe, and the rain fall? The stories we tell ourselves are what create our reality. Hi, I'm Julia, your host, and you're listening to Terra Stories, the podcast that will awaken your mind to new perspectives, to reconnect to yourself, to nature, and to become an actor of change in tomorrow's world. Everyone is an expert on their own experience. Cecilia lives in the center of Argentina, in a region that is a wetland, having one of the biggest rivers in South America. As a student, she spent many years learning about the importance of her lands, about how rich the biodiversity was, and how our indigenous ancestors used to live from what they could get from the ground. However, due to climate change in 2020, Argentina experienced the worst droughts in history. It stopped raining, and they are still suffering from the dry season of all time. Slowly, they've seen nature die, and later on that year, agriculture took over all those lands, put it on fire, and they are growing meat where they used to have one of the richest wildlife in the country. What lessons did she learn? How has resilience taught her core values? How does she see the world of tomorrow? Cecilia will take you into her history, her culture, and how from a devastating event her resilience made her learn an essential life lesson, full of positive action and hope for the future that you can make your own. Hello, my name is Cecilia Carlino. I am a climate activist and advocate from Argentina. And I think that the positive nature link story we should tell ourselves will be that nobody sees the world the way you see it. So your voice in this matter is essential. I live in the center of Argentina in a region that is full of nature. There's one of the biggest wetlands in our country. And we have a big river, one of the biggest rivers in South America. Its name is Paraná. And as a student, I spent many years learning about its importance, how rich in biodiversity it was, and how our indigenous ancestors used to live from what they could get from the ground. We have one of the biggest rodents in the world, capybaras or carpinchos, how we call it in Argentina and a large biodiversity of freshwater fish and migratory birds. This is protected under the Ramsar Convention. I used to work as a communicator on scientific dissemination in a conservation center until this happened. Due to climate change in 2020, we experienced the worst drought in history 
it just stopped raining and we are still suffering from the driest season of all time. Slowly, we have seen nature die and later on this year, agriculture took over all of those lands, put it into fires and they are growing meat where we used to have one of the richest wildlife in our country. We are still raising our voice from civil society and striking to protect those wetlands. And everyone has a different point of view and a different voice to bring to the roundtables. We currently have 11 different political parties presenting legislation projects to the Congress. We aim to build a big protecting legislation that will, will map and protect the wetlands, all the wetlands in our country. And this meant a great progress because it forced everyone to get involved and informed. So we have this scientific and academic backgrounds. We have the legislative, of course. We have all the business and indigenous people. Everyone has to bring their voice to discuss on this matter. We are still in that process and keeping conversations with legislators to make sure that they will work on a high ambition. We understand that protecting these essential ecosystems will guarantee the future for local communities. And that is what we meant when we talk about sustainability. And since 2018, climate activists and NGOs managed to get BRICS approved to the National Congress, such as climate emergency declaration, the gradual banning of single-use plastics, climate and environmental education as a right, not only for the students, but also for politicians. So it is mandatory for everyone that aims to get in politics, have education on climate. And one of the lastest and more important in a regional sense is the Escazú Agreement. And this has been an initiative from civil society to protect the protectors, those people that are on the ground, those indigenous people that live in different ecosystems and are the real protectors of nature. And we know that Latin America has been one of the uh, more dangerous region in the earth to strike and protect. So from now on, they have the right to access to information in environmental matters, the access to justice when anything happens. What I'm trying to tell by bringing my story here is that nobody sees the world the way you see it. So you have to raise your voice and your voice is essential. I have one of my dearest friends from Canada. She's Kasha Sequoia, and she's the founder of 1.5 Degrees of Peace. And she used to say, to say that everyone is an expert in their own experience. And I thought from my point of view, how important it is to share the way we see the world with the rest of people around us, not only from different countries. We, we all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different contexts. We all have different interests. And so it's good to share what we see to the rest. 
I had been very lucky in that sense to meet people in this path that were very important on my understanding of the multiple crises that are related to climate change. It's not only a matter of science, of climate and all this physics. We also have the social aspect, the economical aspect. It's so important to talk about art and communications. So everyone has a way that they can contribute to bring this topic into the main pot so we can all collectively find a way to solve it. So we are part of nature. We are nature and we have one health with planet Earth. This has been very clear with the pandemic. And if our acts are attacking nature and Mother Earth, we like to call it Pachamama in this side of the world, then that becomes also a threat to humanity as well. Our planet has its boundaries and this has been studied from science. There's a lot of science talking about the boundaries of the planetary boundaries and how the way we are growing as humanity with all our requirements from natural resources is out of these limits. So we need to understand how we can build a sustainable present and future according to these planetary boundaries. Everyone has a role to play on that change and we can all become change makers if we want to put it in that way. So there's uh, a lot of action that we can make from our individual side from from home but also we need to expand it as as society so we need to stop for instance the overconsumption or reduce the overconsumption in some way we know that many of these goods that we are demanding continually comes from very polluting industries we also know that the 30 percent of greenhouse gases comes from meat production and animal farming. So it is so important to think and rethink uh, what the way we are eating, um, where are we getting our nutrients from. So a change in our diet becomes a very key behavior that we can, that we can change. Also in the aspect of energy, and we know that the, the energy uh, is also contributing um, climate change, we can, can become more efficient in the way we use it. If we cannot switch into renewable yet, because sometimes that's up to governments and or it maybe it's too expensive in the place you live, then a good way to contribute will be to become more efficient and, and mindful about our consumption and restore and respect respect natural ecosystem our biodiversity if we live in in a natural ecosystem in natural area then it is important to reconnect with that biodiversity with the, those animals in a very respectful way and even if we are traveling abroad being very respectful of the natural environment support and fund Local businesses, local communities, and indigenous people, it's also 
very crucial at this point because we are part of that environment as well. It's not only at the forests and the wetlands. We also need to be respectful and caring uh, among people. In that sense, I want also to include the youth that, of course, are having a key uh, role in, in protecting and raising their voice on the eco- ecological degradation. And there's a lot of young people leading initiatives that are amazing. So supporting those initiatives, supporting youth, is also protecting nature in a sense, in a way. Last but not least, use our voice. Don't be uh, scared. Don't be afraid. It's really important to hear your voice. We want to know um, what you think, how you are uh, rethinking the way we live. Sharing all that knowledge, it's really important. And we know that we all, oh, we we live in in a system where we have a democracy where we can vote, well, in that way, we also can use our vote to put people in power that cares for the same thing that we care. So a good way to start is to reconnect with nature. And I think, or maybe the way I got to do this is by practicing the cultures of care and regeneration. And what does this mean? Well, it means to go back to our roots and practice self-care. Because if you care about your feeling, about how you how your body feels, how you your emotions are, where your emotions are, then you can reconnect to your to your inner self and reach this self-love and love for your your environment in a bigger sense. And in this way, I'm not only talking about nature, but I'm talking about our communities. So once you, you can reconnect with your inner peace, then you can connect with others in your community and build a big caring uh, community that will also care about nature. So it's It's all love and health, if you want. You will find that we don't need that much. And that's something that I also learned from my experience. Sometimes we are all involved in, or in some way, we are in a world that pushes us to be consumers before humans. And I've learned that I don't need that much, that I don't need to buy... uh, new clothes every month, that I don't need to show anyone uh, how rich I am uh, only by owning new stuff. So I think we need to build a society that is based in that love, in that peace, in the resilience that we can see in nature and regeneration, but also in collaboration. To reconnect with nature means to reconnect among people as well. So we know that there's a wisdom in nature to do this, to, to connect, to collaborate. We can see that in animals. We can see that among animals and plants. And um, that is the way we grew as nature. We, are, we can also heal. So we come from that and we, we can also learn how to heal 
as humanity in the way we and in the instance that we are just now that is crisis with multiple and different areas so we can all only reach this learning this community and collaborative learning if we listen if we listen to ourselves to our inner voice and if we listen people around us so humanity needs to grow in society we are humans and we come from that uh, from that's that weight of living so we have to work in this collective wisdom which it's nothing more than the sharing of knowledge from individuals into communities and growing together in the understanding of how we live in peace among us and with nature because we are that nature so we can see this very clear For example, in the ancient agriculture from indigenous people, there's a lot of uh, amazing experiences. For for example, in in Peru with the Incas, that they used to grow their food in the mountains where they could get fresh water that was nature nature provided by the glaciers. Also, for the peer to peer economies where sharing is is essential so we we need to talk we need to meet the people so you can build that like the old market i can see two futures two possible futures a dystopian future will be a future of multiple crises the one we will get if we don't act right now. In that future, suffering and confrontation will increase in the same rate as the extreme weather weather event, drought, floods, wildfires, and other risks related to climate change that are increasing. In that future, justice and peace is at risk because we will be fighting each other for the remaining nature that we can get and only those that are already privileged will safeguard a future or we can also have a more positive future a sustainable one a future where no one is left behind and where we can work in collaboration between communities and stakeholders in order to reach the 1.5 degrees The podcast is coming to an end. Thank you so much for listening. You can find Terra Stories on Instagram at terrastories.studio and on LinkedIn. If you liked the episode, talk about it around you, share it with your friends. That's the thing that would give the biggest boost to the podcast. And don't hesitate to write me about the topics or personalities you'd like me to invite or address. I wish you a beautiful day or evening.